Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to have you here again today as we go through the UCAT and discuss what we believe as Catholics. Today we're going to talk about Jesus' ministry. Uh, Question 86 of the UCAT asks, why did Jesus wait 30 years to begin his public ministry? Yeah, that's a... It's a great question, you know, um, and uh, the, it emphasizes his humanity. Um, so, uh, you know, Jesus, as we know the truth, that Jesus is both God and man, and um, this, uh, the 30 years that he spent in, with family life, in his, uh, immersed in his culture, in his community, in his uh, involved in the ordinary day-to-day life of things for 30 years uh, shows that he was fully human that and in his doing that he sanctified the daily life of people and this is this is important you know this is what we think we think about ordinary time the liturgical season of ordinary time that the notion is that grace, that God sanctifies the ordinary moments of life, that uh, it, that it's you know um, uh, sanctification comes through living our daily lives faithfully to God, faithfully fulfilling our vows and um, our uh, baptismal promises. That's a good point. I, I never really thought of that. I would not have known how to answer that question, but it, it does make it uh, seem that an ordinary daily life can still bring about holiness. It can still bring us closer to Christ and ultimately get us to heaven. I mean, we, we you know, our whole life here on earth is about loving God, loving our neighbor, and getting to heaven. Yeah, so you think uh, you think about, for example, the grace of marriage, the sacrament of marriage. The grace of the sacrament of marriage is uh, to sanct to sanctify married couples in their everyday, ordinary uh, life, uh, because uh, for most people, life is not eventful, and um, uh, you know, it uh, there, and and that's and that's important. Because uh, human life uh, requires a certain stability, a, cer- a certain habitude, habitualness. And, um, you know, we talk about the virtues as being habits, uh, you know, habitus, interior dispositions. There's something about the, the doing good at the ordinary level over and over again that habituates us to the good, that... Um, makes us good people and uh so the daily life uh and when as we do that as we're faithful to the daily routine of things 
to our baptismal promises, to all our vows, and in ordinary moments seek to glorify God and to pray to God and to talk with Him, uh, then we grow in holiness. Awesome. Again, I, I never really thought about that. Uh, I feel uh, blessed to be married 37 years and married to my high school sweetheart. And I make, I try and have a smile on my face, and sometimes people say, why are you so happy? And I says, well, Jesus loves me, and I'm married to Connie. And like I say, we've been married 37 years, and we still like each other. But again, we're, we're uh, I try and tell her how lucky I am to have her, and Sometimes she says ditto, but I'm not sure if she really means it or not. Yeah, well, that's it. The beauty of love, the beauty of love is that um, it, uh, the deeper it goes, sometimes it, the, 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 less, the less noticeable it is. And so. And, and you made a very good point that most people's lives are uneventful. And when I think of my own life, again, I'm blessed to, to go to Mass every day and, and say the rosary. And really, there's nothing spectacular that really has happened even this year out of the ordinary, except that I'm lucky that I'm happily married and I get to go to Mass every day. So, I mean, I appreciate that. But as far as something spectacular or out of the ordinary, it really is uneventful to that extreme. But... I'm not complaining because I love my life and I love being able to go to Mass every day and I'm, and I'm happy to be married to the same lady. So for 30 years, Jesus lived a simple, ordinary life in the, in the Jewish culture of the Middle East in the first century, and um, which, uh, you know, which was probably even less eventful than our high-tech multimedia world uh, I mean, probably had less, you know, uh, stimulation constantly, you know. And so there are so many things that the simple, that Jesus' 30-year, hidden life of 30 years, it teaches us about simplicity, the simple life. You want to grow in holiness? Try to be simple. Try to disencumber yourself as much as possible from the things of this world. Um, do you want to grow in holiness? Uh, and, you know, withdraw from the world. Turn the TV off. Turn the radio off except for Living Bread Radio. Uh, and uh, just think and contemplate and reflect on the world of nature. Isn't that kind of a Dominican mindset, Father? It, yeah, it is. That's why it's so good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, the the thirty years that Jesus spent uh, in in a non public way uh, teaches us so much about growing in holiness through simplicity, through humility, uh, through uh, acts of uh, simple hidden generosity, um, and uh, the importance of the life of contemplation. So that's why a lot of Jews have a hard time believing Jesus was the Messiah because they expected this spectacular uh, king coming in glory and here he was a carpenter's son living in virtual poverty I mean you know they probably just barely got by from what I can gather from the scriptures and yet as you said he, he lived such a simple life that as uneventful as it was it was an opportunity to grow in holiness 
for us. It's it's an example for us to grow in holiness. Yeah, because the you know the um, the the life of the life of grace, the life of holiness is no more mysterious than being faithful to the day to day to day to day living. Great point, Father. Question eighty seven of the UCAN asks. Why did Jesus allow John to baptize him, even though Jesus was without sin? Yeah, that's a good question. So, but it teaches us something important about baptism. Um, you know, uh, first of all, it teaches us that uh, baptism is not simply about uh, the removal of sin, uh, which it is. It is about the removal of sin, original sin and personal sin. Uh, but it's also about uh, new life dying to the old way of life and rising to new life, being buried. So the notion, you know, baptism is, is about immersion in water, and that, that immersion symbolizes death to this life and living a new life. Uh, but the reason Jesus is baptized is not because he, he has no sin, nor could he commit sin. He neither had original sin nor personal sin. Uh, the reason Jesus is baptized is in order to institute the sacrament of baptism. And uh, this is important. All the sacraments were instituted by Christ. And all the sacraments allow us, uh, involve the humanity of Christ and allow us to touch Jesus uh, because he himself is present in all of the sacraments. And we can go. We could go through the seven sacraments, and we could talk about how Jesus is present in each of the, in in different ways, but very much really present in His humanity. And it's precisely through touching Jesus in His humanity, which is only possible through the sacraments, that we are saved. Well said, Father. And that's also another definition of grace which is a share in the life of God and of Christ. Exactly. Um, and the way we share in the life of God, and the only way we can share in the life of God, is to share in the human life of Jesus Christ. And the only way we're able to share in the human life of Jesus Christ is through the grace of the sacraments. Well said, Father. Uh, question 88 of the UCAT asks, Why was Jesus led into temptation in the desert? Could Jesus really be tempted? Yes, Jesus could be tempted, but he could not sin because he was, and this is another important point about Jesus, he is hypostatically united to the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the eternal Son of God. So, um, and because of that, he cannot sin. He cannot turn away from God. Uh, sin is about turning away from God. Uh, and Jesus could not do that because he was hypostatically united to the second person. So he could not sin. But he could be tempted in his humanity. His humanity could be tempted. And in point of fact, it is precisely, and he enters into the desert to undergo temptation for our sake. Once again, he goes through temptation so that we can overcome temptation by being united to him. So hypostatic, that's one of the, the uh, mysteries of our faith. Could you explain that just for a second, Father? Yeah, it comes, it's a, I guess it's a weird term, but it comes from the Greek word hypostasis, 
which basically means uh, the person, the, the essence of who we are. Uh, and so the essence of who Jesus is, is uh, the, the acting. And we talk about the person. The person acts. The person is the one who acts. Whenever Jesus acts, it is the second person of the Blessed Trinity who is acting. The second, so when we talk about the hypostatic union, what we mean is the person of the, the second person of the Blessed Trinity took to himself a human nature, a particular human nature, not human nature in general, a particular human nature. And so that the second person of the Blessed Trinity is the one who acts, but he acts both in a human way and in a godly way. Uh, and the, and it's, it's that particular human nature that is the source of our salvation. In other words, it's through our union with this particular human, Jesus, that saves us. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi help us to understand better who Jesus Christ is as we go through the UCAT. Can we have your blessing on our listeners, please, Father? May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Just a reminder that all our past Faith with Father shows are archived at livingbreadradio.com. And if you need to find a certain subject of a show, right on the homepage in the upper right-hand side is a search box. Just type in the subject that you're looking for, and all the shows will be listed right there on the page. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. Wishing you God's blessings. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.